The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pit Podcast. Get ready for contact. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Dan. I am Pitcast, and I'm back for another episode. We're going to make this one kind of quick because got an interview to do coming up. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. And for those of you watching on YouTube, yes, I'm wearing a Grunt Style shirt. Do not judge me for wearing a Grunt Style shirt because particularly I'm not a fan of Grunt Style. Personally, I don't like any shirt and you know, that uh really signifies that I kind of served. I hate wearing these shirts out in public, yo, because it's like, it's a cry for attention. The way I view Grunt Style now is the shirt club. It's like the official, uh, what's it called? The official, uh, the flag. The, oh, Jesus, man, I just had a brain fart, man. <laughs> it's the official virtual signal of the I almost served club. You know, people that wear Grunt Style shirts. I used to love Grunt Style back in the day when it first came out. One, because I'm a grunt. I was like, all right, that's pretty good. Got a couple 11 Bravos making shirts pretty cool then all of a sudden people that weren't going to people that never served served started wearing them and i've just slowly gotten away from it and you're probably asking why am i currently wearing this why because my wife got me this thing for christmas and it's been hanging in the closet and then she says i've seen you wear your grunt style shirt yet and she got it because it's got this wonderful american flag and she knows i'm a patriot and i love my country and so of course i went to work out and i was like you know what i'm gonna throw my grunt style shirt on so this is not an endorsement for grunt style at all so don't judge me i'm just trying to make my wife happy it's you all shit as well so with that said you know i don't like grunt style but there is one company that i do like talk about on the best on the regular and that is gunfighter trading company and as you can see if you're watching the youtube i am sitting here burning the nco candle smells wonderful as always and no because i don't like grunt style but i will always co-sign on gunfighter trading company go to gunfighter trade Get you some of these candles, man. These things smell phenomenal. Still one of my favorite companies out there by officers and veterans. Definitely go and no, I'm not going to use this candle to set myself on fire in in, <laughs> in protest in protest of grunt style. But if I did set myself on fire with this candle, man, it would smell amazing. So no, I'm advocating for, no, for anyone being an anarchist. But if you're going to do snarky, make sure you do it with a gunfighter trading company candle. Because, man, the world will smell like a much better place. So, man, we're going <laughs> to go ahead and get in there. People, but I can't believe you're joking about that, man. I can't believe that fool actually did it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the whole Internet's been ablaze. Didn't mean to <laughs> put that intended. The whole Internet's been ablaze right now. Incident that happened at the embassy, the U.S. and the U.S. embassy, the Israeli embassy here the other day. We had an airman. This guy's name was Aaron. Brunsnell, and let me see if I can pull it up real quick on the, pardon me, on the brother's coming in a little, I'm a little late, I'm a little, a little behind, you know, I'm in a rush today, but, so yeah, we got this guy here, and of course there's an ad, why not, why not, so right here, U.S. Airman dies after setting himself on fire outside of Israeli embassy in Washington, and this gentleman right here, 25-year-old airman, Aaron Bushnell, you know, so uh, look at this guy. 
you know so when i initially heard the story the other day i was like this is insane like why would he do this so then i just he's walking up to the gate and he says you know i can no longer be complicit in service to my country and you know into the you know the occupation of uh, palestine then this fool takes a freaking bottle of gasoline douses himself then lights himself on fire and as he is burning to death shout to free palestine i'm not gonna lie my man was dedicated i mean dead to the cause you know, but it's just wild and i'm just like man what is going on with the united states military and, and why are we having airmen our service members doing such bizarre and wild things and they, don't get me wrong there's never been a time in history yo where we've had service members that have not done any that were like just so, super above par above the rest people. but there's always been issues with service members because they're people when people come from broken home broken backgrounds yo but this is the most extreme thing i've ever seen i mean this is kind of up there with bo bergdahl deciding that you know i'm gonna leave my base in afghanistan and walk to another base to prove a point and do gets kidnapped by the taliban you know so i'm just looking at this and i'm just like man what is becoming of our military and i'll be honest a lot of people know that the air force when i first saw this my first thought was maybe the air force isn't the smart guys like we thought they were because this dude was a freaking genius apparently when he graduated boot camp he was apparently the top airman in his class he's a software developer i can only imagine this dude scores on the asvab and here i here i am over here when I'm military, if you read my book, I am Pitts, Memoirs of American. I don't make any qualms about I was dumb when I was younger. I was stupid. I don't take tests well. So I'm, I take the ASVAB and I didn't even score enough points to get into the military. I missed it by like three points, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm not I, I'm not a genius. I'm not. I'm just a individual. Yo, but so I had to get three points to get into the military, to get into the infantry. And I didn't care about all the other scores and all that. I was like, hey, I just want to carry a gun that shoots a lot of bullets and I want to kill people that attack my country. So uh, me calling this guy dumb when he's clearly smarter than me, that's a far push for some people. But as you all can see, I am still here and I have not set myself on fire with my gunfighter trading company, Candle. And I've not set myself on fire for houses that have literally absolutely nothing to do with me. You know, so people say that grunts are pretty dumb. You know, and I honestly think that some we're grunts, army grunts are some of the smartest people in the military. We just we're just more inclined to harder jobs and we want to do we don't want to be average. We don't want to be normal, but we don't we're people that are smart, but don't want to sit behind a desk. Then you got this guy who scores on his ass bad and then on fire for a cause and a group of people who could care less about him. Do you think the Palestinians care about you, bro? No, they don't. And here you are. You chose to kill yourself in the most horrific way possible. And not just that, yo, you chose to do it, you know, and your family has to watch this worst, this worst decision of your life. You have to be forced to live this over and over and over. Yo, for what? Now, when you ask me, I almost positive as someone who has, you know, suffered with mental health stuff in the past, you know, from PTSD, from military and police work. Yo, I, I, I'm not gonna sit here in line and say, I've got it all together. Yo, nobody does, Joe, but there was clearly signs, I'm sure, leading up to this, that where people in his command were probably like, yo, Aaron's not okay. Hey, maybe go talk to Aaron. You know, if they, I mean, and this guy, apparently he's from Louisiana, a really Christian family, but there's one issue here where he starts becoming an, an, an uh, anarchist. You know, and uh, he 
starts liking comments from this anarchist group and man <laughs> and it just becomes a little firefly and he gets into pyrotechnics and crap bro it's, it's just a weird weird thing you know for somebody that's smart to just all of a sudden go off the reservation but i'm not going to say he all of a sudden went off the reservation i'm sure there's always problems you know, but this is the problem with the military right now and the fact that the military has lost its standards military is struggling to recruit people into the military to serve our country because if you look at the u.s government the last 20 years we fought this 20-year war and now people are getting out of the military and they're not being treated well they're not being compensated and they have to fight for their benefits yeah you know this is the age of the internet and social media so guess what people are seeing this and, they, and they're thinking you know, why would i go sign up and fight for a country that's not going to take care of me if something happens to me if you look now they're taking money from the va to give to these illegal immigrants who've done nothing when they come to this country and put at the forefront of the line that have actually served and sacrificed. You know, so, you know, people are seeing this. People are like, man, it's not worth the sacrifice if the government who promised to take care of me is not going to take care of me. You know, so we're seeing this all over, you know, and it just, it's, it's bothering you. Know, so the military in order to try people to serve, Instead of doing the right thing, you know, and just looking at people at the character of the person, they're now lowering the standards to get people in. You know? So you can't tell me that this guy, Aaron Bushnell, Burnell, didn't have some sort of medical history prior to getting into the military. You, know? you can't tell me that. I'm sure there were some, but there's always waivers. And when these recruiters are forced and forced and pushed into, hey, we need bodies, we need people, you know, they're going to look away from certain things in somebody's past just to reach their quota. You know? and, and I think that's what happened with this guy. Probably should have never been let into the military with this type of mindset and thinking. But like I said, they looked at his scores. Oh, you know what? Hey, don't just ignore that little thing in the past, bro. He's good to go. Let's get him in here. And then all of a sudden, look what happens. And now the Air Force looks crazy and the United States looks crazy. The military in general just looked insane. You know? And then you how the military has been prioritizing, you know, recruiting with, People, trans members in the military, and listen, nobody cares if you're trans outside of the military, but you used to, it used to be considered a mental health issue and you could not to the military if you were trans. I mean, I mean, I can't think of the actual medical term, you know, but it's in the, there's a, it's in the DSN, you know, and, you know, and people, you couldn't get in the military, but now the military is like, hey, we're opening the floodgates. We're letting everybody in, in the Air Force. They're struggling that it's increased the age, the maximum age to enlist to 42 years old. You can go join the United States Air Force now at 42. Do you know how hard it probably is to get into the military at 40? Or let alone when it used to be 35, but now we've gone to 42? Bro, this just tells you what's going on in the country. Yo. And I hope you all are looking and paying attention to all of this. Yo. Like, you know, And then you just had the Navy a couple weeks ago. Hey, the Navy, guess what? You don't even have to have a high school diploma or a GED you know, to get into the Navy because they just want people and they need people. You know, so we have lowered the standards in this country for service. You know, and while I understand why it's happening, I don't agree with it. You, know, you This, you, this would have never happened if the United States military had just continued on with what it was doing and maintained its standards. But because the military, which has gotten into politics, which should have never happened, because politics should, has no place in the military. I tell people that all the time, the United States military is for one reason and one reason only, to kill people in defense of our country. 
the United States military is not a place for you know political BS, man, and for political experiments. It's just not a place for that, man. And look what's become of us because we're doing that. Yo, now our military, our numbers are down. We're at one of the lowest points we've been in some time, yo. And we're just filling our ranks with garbage. And these are the people that are supposed to protect us. These are the people that are supposed to go overseas and fight the next big war that's coming. And I don't know about you all, but I don't feel comfortable with this current crop of men and women in uniform, yo, that are supposed to be protecting us and defending us, man. Yo, I, I don't like it at all. So like, make sure you're doing your part on your own to where you're prepping and training your family to be ready to go at a moment's notice, yo, because as we're seeing, the United military and the United States government is not going to be doing it, bro. You're going to have to take care of yourself, man. You're going to have to. It's, it's it's just, this is the ugliest I've seen in our country in, in my time. You know I mean, man, I remember when I joined in 2003, it was just everybody wanted in. There were people that couldn't get in. I was lucky enough to get in, you know, because, you know, they were going to war, bro, and they needed people. But there were standards to get us into the military. I was able to meet those standards. And so if you want to counter this, you need to bring back standards. Kick the crazy people out, the transgenders and all that, you know, you know hey, 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 these people got to go, man. These people got to go, you know. And so while we're you know, talking about mental health, everybody loves to talk about mental health in relation to the military, as do I. You know, but it's becoming to a point to where it's not just we're talking about as a topic that needs to be discussed, but it's also become a crutch for some people. And, and, I, and I don't really like that. You know, there's a lot of things that go on nowadays where it's things swing from one extreme to the other. It used to be nobody talked about mental health and PTSD, you know, which was really, really bad. You know, but, you know, and, and you know, so it was like it was a bad thing to say, I need help. And if you used to say I needed help, it was, hey, you're a pussy. Suck it up. Move on, bro. You're a soldier. You're an infantryman. You don't have these props. Go to the bar, grab a drink, bang some chicks out. You'll go about your life, man. And that used to be the way we dealt with things, alcohol and just ignoring the problem. The military has shifted all the way to the other end, you know, to where it's all we talk about and do. But now, like I said, it's become a crutch and an excuse for a lot of things and a lot of people. People are now to the point, you know, to where they're using PTSD and health to as a valid excuse for poor performance. And like I said, like we switched all the way to the other extreme. And the, the truth is somewhere right in the middle is where things have to be. Yo. And we've gotten to this point now, to, you know, like we have these veteran influencers whose entire, entire identity is PTSD. You know, I'm a war hero. I've done when people are just hanging their hat on PTSD. I have PTSD. And that's not to downplay PTSD. That's not to downplay that anybody that has it, yo. But at the same time, it, there has to be. We have to find a level of middle ground here. And, you know, unfortunately, right now we don't. You know, we're all way at the other end. You know? So now this airman, this airman I was just talking about, I'm sure he had some sort of issue, some sort of mental health issue. PTSD, highly doubt it. I don't, he might maybe have it possibly, you know, but he had something on, something else going on probably way before this dude got into the military. You know? But, you know, the whole PTSD thing, it needs to be talked about, you know, but it needs to be balanced. And it needs to be talked about in the right context. So unfortunately, like I said, right now, with everything we have going on, everybody's pointing the finger at PTSD, PTSD. This guy's got PTSD. And I don't think a lot of people really understand truly what PTSD is. There are people that I served with in the Army that were crazy before we deployed. 
and the deployment didn't help them any. You know, the, the, the deployment literally just compounded what they were already dealing with, the baggage that they were dealing with from their civilian life as children. You know, so, you know, we now we're now at this place you know, to where it's just everybody, everybody. I got PTSD and I am not responsible for what I do and the things I say. That is not how PTSD works, my man. I am rated for PTSD. And so it drives me crazy when people make bad choices in life and they just automatically go to PTSD. I have PTSD and guess what? I've not gone out and hurt people unnecessarily. I have PTSD. I don't beat my family and my wife. I have PTSD and guess what? I still work a job 40, 50, 60 hours a week where I have to be at my best. Yo, yo. And I know when I'm not at my best. I have PTSD and I still have people that look up to me, that look to me for guidance. Yes, I have PTSD, but guess what? My PTSD is not a crutch. My PTSD is not does not impede me from doing my job and serving the public. If I have a bad day with something with uh, PTSD related, or I'm starting to have nightmares and I'm sleeping, then my emotions turn to switch off. I know if I need to call in and say, Sarge, I can't work today. Has it happened? Yes, it has happened. Yo, but it's a symptom you know, and it passes. You know, the people are now you're looking at PTSD as somebody goes out and kills a hundred people, a US service member, and they're like, this guy had PTSD. No. This guy was just a piece of crap. PTSD doesn't make you go out and just slaughter people by the hundreds. PTSD doesn't go out, you know, they'll just make you set yourself on fire for a call for a political cause. You know. PTSD is like almost like um, Lou Gehrig's disease. And, and it, it could just slowly wear people down over time. You know, they get tired of dealing with the symptoms, the emotions, and the, you know, just the on switch and on switch of emotions. You know, they'll just the detachment from people, the nightmares, you know, and just how you feel and see the world in general. You know? So, you know, and the flashbacks and the things that trigger you, you know, that's PTSD. You know, and, and, and I can accept that, you know, but I can't accept people using PTSD as a crutch for poor performance. That's not what it's about. You perform poor because you're a horrible person or because you don't care or you're not putting in the effort to get better. You know, to, and yes, yeah, and don't get me wrong. There's, you know, things that go off and happen where PTSD does sometimes affect people's performance. It's happened to me, you know, but if this is who you are every day, daily, maybe you should get help if you got PTSD that bad, you know, but you can't sit here and use it as an excuse for everything in your life that goes bad and goes wrong. Because at a certain point, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I have PTSD, but I'm the problem. And too many people aren't willing to do that. You know, so when we look at this incident that just happened down in Florida with this uh, sheriff's deputy, with everybody seeing the video, the acorn heard around the Internet, you know, you know and, hey, this whole incident is just a little while I'm a little out of pocket. Yo. So if you all I'm sure I'm not going to sit and play the video hey, because everybody's seen the video. Everybody's posted the video and everybody's talked about the video. And hey, so I'm not going to go deep into it, yo, but everybody knows these guys, this officer deputy down in Florida. He's got a guy in his car that's kind of been partially searched, but and he's going back to search the car and an acorn falls on the car. And this officer mag dumps the vehicle, his his vehicle with the suspect in the backseat. And somehow, miraculously, the guy in the backseat lives. Thank God. yo. So, you know, the moment that this happens and goes off, the Internet does what the Internet does best comedy pure gold pure comedy the memes start coming out you know and then man people start chiming in on the 
this officer, this deputy, and how horrible of a deputy is, how horrible of a person he is. Oh, and then, and then it starts with the, this is a funny, this guy has PTSD. You know, so it turns out that the deputy had served two tours in Afghanistan. Now, there was a part where I read where people were like, he was special forces. And whenever I hear people say that they're special forces, I have to question, when you say your special forces were, were you special forces as in you went to the Q course, you went to special forces selection, you know, and you did the whole 18 month pipeline to become a special forces soldier? Or were you an attached soldier that was attached to a special forces unit you know, where you didn't go through any special forces training you know, and you just so happened to uh, get into a lucky spot to where the special forces unit selected you and wanted you to come work with them and work by their side, although you were not special forces. I know plenty of guys that were attached to special forces that weren't special force soldiers and, you know, and they will say I was special forces. No. I was special forces versus I worked with special forces to change. So everybody was saying that this deputy was special forces. And my question was, was he attached to special forces? And my discovery was he was not special forces. He was attached to special forces. Because honestly, if this had been an actual special forces trained soldier, I truly honestly believe there would have been a different response because special forces soldiers are trained to such a high degree and, you know, that they're not going to completely lose their crap. You know, and melt down, you know, and just completely mag dump a car where they believe that they're being shot from. You know, I just don't that response. And some people are like, well, you've never been to combat. Like, bro, I've been shot at. It ain't fun. Okay. Yo. And, and, and but you're trained to a certain degree, yo, to how you compose yourself and how you return fire. Yo, and this guy was not that, yo. But like I said, he did serve two tours in Afghanistan, yo, but just because somebody served in Afghanistan or in a combat zone does not mean that they saw combat. And that's not to take anything away from this deputy and the service, because I'm glad that we have people that serve, yo. But so it's for me, the whole situation is, man, I hate this for the guy, the acorn, the acorn deputy, because, man, this is going to be his legacy in this profession forever. And of course, this guy has gone and already you know, resigned from police work in which he probably should have if, you know, this event happened. yo. But the thing that gets me about this whole acorn heard around the Internet thing is the divide it has caused between people in the law enforcement mean community, you know, and just people in the law enforcement social media community in general. You know, you have people laughing at it and you know, making jokes as it's going to happen, bro, because we are some savage. Cops are savage, babe. When y'all tell, I, when I tell y'all, yo, that cops, especially these mean pages are savage, bro, I'm telling you, they are savage, yo. Like I am, I, I made a video on my Instagram, I don't know, I am Pitts one. A while ago, yo, that was like, yo, hey, hey, I'm not worried about the media. I'm not worried about Black Lives Matter. I'm not worried about anything but these mean pages. Because if you make a mistake on duty, these mean pages will tear you a new one. Because that's their job and that's what they do. Yo, they take these horrible incidents that officers find themselves in and they make it into a joke, man. And while some people don't like it, I say that, you know, it's part of the profession, man. It's either, it, listen, here's the deal. You might not like mean pages, but have you ever been to a police roll call? If you've never been to a cop roll call where everybody starts at the beginning of the shift, ain't nothing but laughter and jokes at somebody's expense for something dumb or stupid they did, yo. And all the mean pages have done is taken it and put it to show it to the public, yo, because this is how cops work and roast each other 24-7, yo. If you do something stupid on shift, 
you you and your friends are going to hear about it. Trust me. Everybody's going to hear about it. You know? So it's get that out your mind that, yeah, hey, hey, that's cops shouldn't laugh at it. Cops are going to laugh. You know, but then the other camp is, you know, that people are like, hey, we should not be laughing at this guy you know, because he's a person. He made a mistake. You know, and, they, and this guy has, you know, possibly PTSD. You know? There's nothing I read in the investigation that said that this officer was suffering from PTSD. You know, but people were quick to throw in, hey, he served two tours in Afghanistan. There's something wrong with him. You know? and I'm like, yeah, yo, but yeah, I, it, he didn't even mention it. Yo, so I'm not going to bring up the fact that this guy had PTSD. You know? So like I said, it's become a crutch for some people. And PTSD has become an excuse for everything for a lot of folks, yo. And that's not always the case, yo. It's just some people are skittish. Some people are just don't operate well in a police uniform, yo. Like he's probably gonna do fine in life as something else, yo. But maybe being a police officer it just isn't it. Like I said, I don't know the guy. I don't know how he operated in the streets on calls, yo. If he was kind of hesitant or not, yo. But what he did was unacceptable. But at the same time, what he did was comical. It, it was, yo. It, it was, yo. But at the same time, I feel like people are at odds because you have people that feel like you can't laugh about things, and people that find humor in everything. I'm a guy that finds humor in everything, yo. But at the same time, I'm a guy that also believes in compassion and accountability, yo. Like if you make a mistake in front of me, yeah, I'm gonna laugh with you. I'm gonna laugh at you, yo. But at the same time, I'm gonna take you by your hand, pick you up, you know, and uh, then. And I'm going to show, hey, what you did wrong, yo, because that's how I would want it done to me. Now, if you notice anything about me and my podcast, yo, like, and my Instagram page, I'm Pitts One, make sure you follow me, yo, like, I don't go around crapping on other cops online, yo, I really, I don't. I might make comments on memes and stuff that are funny, that things that have happened with officers, yo, but you don't see me personally, yo, post memes about other cops and the mistakes that they made while they're on duty. I might make a comment on a specific post that something somebody posts, but you will not see me, I am Pitts, make a meme or post a meme about something the cops done because I don't want that done to me. You know, so yo, and I know it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen, yo. But personally I live by the golden rule of do unto others as you want them to do unto you. You know, so yeah, I laugh at people in their face. But I also after I laugh and once I make sure you're fine and you're okay, I find the humor in you, but I take you under my wing and I dust you off and I help you up and I encourage you, hey, bro, you're going to be okay. And this is what I say to everybody in law enforcement that has made a horrible mistake, yo, that everybody's laughing at. This is what I say to everybody. I was like, hey, today it's you, but trust me, tomorrow it's going to be somebody else. I promise you it's going to be somebody else because you know why? You know what made me like that? If you read my book, I Am Pitts Memoir, I Was an American Patriot, I was brutally honest with people when I tell them I had a negligent discharge with my shotgun while I was out on a call as a rookie. And now I had a whole lot going on in my life, yo, and it was not PTSD related. Yo. I just, I was in a bad way. Yo. Like, I had PTSD. It was flaring up, yo. but I mean, yo, I, I was going through a divorce. My mom had just died to suicide. Dude, I was a mess. I shouldn't have been at work, yo, but... I wanted to work because I wanted to be in a place where I kind of felt like I had some control and I, I just wanted to work because I didn't want to have to deal with my own personal crap. And so I get called to this house on this kid saying his dad just shot and killed his mother. In my mind, I'm thinking about my mom, how she shot and killed herself in a domestic situation. You know, then I get to the house. I remember I pull out my shotgun racket and for some odd reason. I don't know why, but I took the safety off as I approached the house. You know, and I know that, I'm infantry. I've been trained. You don't take the safety off. 
as you unless you're about to point your gun at something to shoot it, yo. But I took the safety off, yo. When I'm walking, man, and I trip and boom, the shotgun goes off into the ground, discharges. There's nobody around. I'm the only person on scene. You know, but you know, everybody gets there, yo, and I fess up because I know if I don't tell the truth of what just happened, then I'm gonna be fired. And I don't want to get fired. And I don't want the reputation of being a police officer with no integrity. So I I do the right thing. I tell them, and guess what, man, man I got roasted for days, weeks, months, you know, and still to this day, certain people that I worked with at that time, you know, this was like 13, 14 years ago. Yo, know, there's people that still, hey man, you still handling them shotguns, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, you still mad at the ground, bro? You kill you still shooting the ground, you know, like dude. It's gonna happen, man. You make a stupid mistake, yo. It's people are going to roast you in this profession. It is just cops, man. It, it, uh, trust me. Like I said, it ain't Black Lives Matter, ain't the news I'm worried about. It's other officers, yo. So, you know, for me, when I had that incident, yo, I, I laughed about it now, but at the time, I was laughing because I was hurting inside, yo. But, you know, it was me just trying to be with the boys and joke about it. Ha ha ha. You know, I messed up. Yeah, yo. But deep down, I was so embarrassed about what had happened and what I did, yo. But I knew I had to redeem myself. And this officer is not, unfortunately, not going to be able to redeem himself because he's already left the profession. Unfortunately, well, not because unfortunately, but he's already left the profession. So, yeah, you know, I, my heart goes out to this guy, yo, because I can't imagine going, getting up one day, going to work, going to a call that I mean, God knows, Lord knows how many calls I've gone to that are similar to this call that they went to, bro. Like, and then all of a sudden, I just. I make the snap decision because this egg corn falls on the car. And in my mind, this deputy's mind, he's thinking he's really being shot at. Like his response was raw. It was viral. It was real. You know, like he really thought he was being shot at. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he does what he has to, he thinks he has to do in his mind to survive. You know, and next, you know, this guy goes to sleep and wakes up and he is the laughing stock of the entire country bro i just man i mean just i just i couldn't imagine just waking up opening up instagram you know and just seeing my face it just plastered everywhere and everybody laughing at me everybody saying negative stuff about me everybody said people just saying the nastiest meanest things about me you know and i just couldn't imagine the stress of that i just i just couldn't man and so i feel bad for this guy you know and i do i have a problem with people making jokes about it no, because that's just kind of the nature of social media and the internet. Yo, like, there's no, there's no, there's no holds bar, man. People take the gloves off, yo. But and like I said, I think it's good to laugh about these things, yo. But at the same time, yo, we have to exercise compassion at some point in time, yo. And we have to understand why this thing happened, yo. And I, I, like I said, this guy, he really thought he was being shot at, yo. So who am I to tell him that, you know? <laughs> In his mind at the time that he was wrong for the actions he took. I mean, if he really thought he was being shot at, man, I think Mike Glover did a really good breakdown on this incident in this case. Show, and he meant he went pretty deep into it with 16 minutes. Old. And so if you have time, go and listen to Mike Glover with Phil Craft Survival. And he breaks this thing down pretty good. And he it's probably the best breakdown of the incident I've seen, you know, because Mike approaches it from a point with science and how human beings respond to stress when being shot at yo so i mean so shout out hats off to mike glover for that yo like I said, yeah is it okay to laugh at these things absolutely it is but at the same time we, we can laugh you but we can't lose our compassion but at the same time we also have to remember accountability when we do this job you're like you can make a mistake 
But remember, this is law enforcement. If you make a wrong mistake in this line of work, people die. And somehow, some way, you know, this dude designed the backseat. Who, I mean, uh, from the, all accounts I've heard, the guy in the backseat was a piece of crap criminal. You know, you know so, I mean, it is what it is, Joe. But I don't think that guy deserved to die. So thank God the guy lived, yo, and he's going to be getting paid, man. He's going to be getting paid, yo. But like I said, hey, we have to take, you no know, humor, you know, passion and accountability all together, yo, and learn kind of how we operate within this profession with all three. You're like, you're like, dude, cops are ridiculous, man. Like, we're absolutely hilarious people. You know, I tell people, man, did you ever get a chance to go do a ride along instead of roll call? It's not going to be as good of a roll call because when civilians are around and dude, you know, they, they, if nobody wants to be the guy, the officer saying easy and out of left when there's a civilian around him, this out of fear of getting in trouble, yo. But man, let me tell you, bro, hey, these cop mean pages, I shout out to the cop mean pages. I, I love y'all. And I think there's a place for everything and everyone in society. And there's a place in this space for cop mean pages. Yo. Like I said, it's, they, they exist, man. And I'm terrified of them. <laughs> terrified. Of them. I'm not worried about CNN. I'm not worried about Fox News. I'm not worried about any media outlets or politicians. It's the mean pages, bro. The mean pages. Yo, I just I don't want my worst day um in my profession, yo, to be something that I get on the internet, yo, that I'm just being roasted online by the entire law enforcement community in America. And then the citizens that follow that page, bro, like, yo, it's it's brutal when you think about it, yo. So hey, every time I do something, I'm literally, I'm telling you, yo, like, yo, I'm not worried about getting written up at work. I'm not worried about somebody seeing my body camera, yo, like, oh, this cop, this officer's a piece of crap. As I'm going to clear a house, literally in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm thinking, man, if I don't do nothing stupid and end up on somebody's meme page, dude, yo, like, hey, hey, these dudes, I'm telling you, yo, you do something dumb. It's these guys like sharks in the water when they see smell chum, bro. They are so quick, man. Boom. And I mean, I've got friends, personal friends that I've seen <laughs> be targeted by these mean pages, bro. We got a guy here in Louisville that accidentally shot a police recruit. You know, like horrible situation. I know the guy. Great dude. I've never had an issue with him. But hey, as soon as he shot that recruit, dude, and man, and that man, I mean, the mean pages were on it like snap quick i mean i've never seen so many dudes just come to it i mean and it's it's their life it's what they do man it's what they do bro they're good at it so i can't i can't blame them for it yo but at the same time like i said it's okay to laugh but at the same time we got to find at some point in some time time to have some compassion while we hold people accountable for the bad decisions yo. And like i said if you're a police officer you're gonna make a mistake in this job in the sign of profession because we are required to make split second decisions in life or death situations yo and so i'm i'm careful with my judgment of people and cops and the decisions that they make and like i said that's why i don't you don't see me doing a lot of uh police breakdown videos yo because it's easy for me to say what a cop should have and should not have done yo i'm sitting behind my phone this camera this body camera footage of an officer who's experiencing real-time stress you know, you know, he's got, you know, auditory exclusion, I, I, all these different factors. And it, it, it's easy for me to say, oh, that guy, that officer should have, you know, pied to the right or pied to the left. The officer should have done this. Or the officer should have done that. Yo, so it's hard for me to be so super critical of officers. So I'm like I said, I'm gentle in my critical 
when I criticize officers because I'm still active in this job, I've done this job 15 years. And guess what? That could be me being criticized tomorrow. And, and I would want people to know who I am as a person, who I am as an officer. And I would want people to give me the benefit of a doubt if I make a bad mistake while carrying out my duties as an officer. Yo, and I would want people to be like, man, he made, he's a good dude, you know, but it, that's what I would want. But, you know, mean pages exist for a reason, man. <laughs> and yeah, I know it's going to be, yeah, he made a mistake, but look at this funny meme I just posted about Dexter Pitts. And, hey, dude, I just, man, that is not the life I want to live, man. Not the life I want to live. You know? So, man, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and let me cut this one short. So, so getting get ready. Like I got an interview I'm getting ready to do with the guy with my buddy Paul Green. So you make sure for that. That'll be dropping some point in time next week. So, man, other than that, man, like I said, it's kind of a quick episode. Not really long when that much to get into, but man, just packed full of craziness for, for this last week, man, with everything going on. So, man, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, man. I want to thank you all for just tuning in to the podcast, man. Uh, for my last episode with uh, Corey Evans, that I think I set a record with that one on my podcast. Had over 500 downloads within the first week to all the people that downloaded that, that episode and that podcast thank you all so much for listening downloading thank you all for tuning in even when i get on here and start rambling like i am today yo and just i got a lot going on in my mind so i'm not really crisp right now man i'm kind of kind of all over the place with my speech so pardon me and forgive me y'all hey, hey, yo, it's just it's been that type of day and i'm kind of rushing to get through this show so man i just appreciate you all regardless of the quality of the content that i put out for those that are still sticking with me Hey, thank you all so much, man. I really do appreciate you all. Like I said, I don't get paid anything for this, but my payment is you all tuning in, downloading and listening to me. That's everything, man. That's my payment right there. So if you could, if you'd like to show, do me a favor, share the show, tell people, you know, check out, listen to I am Pitts. You know, he's a little crazy, a little kooky. He's all over the place. Sometimes he gets sporadic and the way he talks and just, you know, it's, it's hey, it's keeping it real, man. I'm keeping it original, man. Like I said, I'm not trying to sell out and go big and make money doing this is no just my just me just my thoughts man i'm not like interacting with you all so if you like interacting with listening come interact with me on my instagram page at i am pitch one on instagram also find me on tiktok now god don't get me started yes i'm on tiktok but i'll tell you now i'm not dancing i'm not dancing not doing no stupid tiktoks i ain't in uniform i ain't trying to humanize the badge or the uh -uh. get that uh -uh. Bad boy, baby. Not doing all that, man. Ain't doing no TikTok dances. It's just, I know it's just a evolution of things within social media that you gotta kind of gotta do to get your show out. Yo, so I'm on TikTok at I am Pitts. Uh I am Pitts. Uh, that, yeah, it's I am Pitts one on this uh, TikTok. So yeah, so yep, do that. And also, you know, go get your copy of the book. I talked about the book a couple times on here. If you want to see me at my worst in uniform while I'm doing my job. Go read I Am Pitt's Memoirs of an American Patriot. Go to IamPitts.com and get you a copy. Go to Amazon.com, and I think you can get them right there now for about $5. Or if you wish, shoot me an email at IamPitts at Yahoo.com, and I can send you a signed autograph copy. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go ahead and cut this one down. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned. Like I said, share the show. Follow me on my, on my social medias. I love you all, man. I appreciate you all, and I'll see you all on the next one.